Are you ready to talk sports with one of the leading sports journalists of today? Welcome to All Around Sports with John Inglesby. John's years of experience as a journalist has allowed him to net exclusive interviews with top players, former players, commissioners, and owners. John and his guests are ready to give you the straight word when it comes to sports. Now, let's talk all around sports. Here is your host, John Inglesby. Voice America listeners, welcome to my 533rd ever show of all around sports. Reach Monday at noon Eastern Time. We broadcast live from Boston. Go all around the world of sports for one hour to discuss what happened last week and what's ahead for this week. To join the show, the call-in number is 1-866-472-5788, or you can email me at iir at comcast.net, which comes to me through my website at www.iirsportsoneword.com. As always, I will give you my highlights, lowlights, and bizarre news items from this past week. Also, we will be joined next segment by our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Studham, co-host of the popular weekly syndicated radio show, A.P. and Kelly, As We See It, heard around the Southeast and on Spotify and other platforms, where they discuss the SEC, college football, and other sports as well. Well, quite a weekend of football, as always this time of year, but my highlight of the week is the Pittsburgh Steelers taking out arch-rival Baltimore Ravens in what is simply the NFL's most brutal and best rivalry. The games are always entertaining, although they're more often than not ugly, and uh, winning ugly, shall we say, for the Steelers yesterday. And uh, yeah, quite a game. Again, it was the usual uh, hard-hitting affair. And these two teams just get after it, like in my mind, no other two teams in the league get after it. And uh, the Steelers' offense, again, was dormant throughout most of the game. But then uh, there was a block. The Steelers blocked a punt uh, for a safety. It looked like like it could have been even a touchdown. And then, lo and behold, uh, Kenny Pickett hit George Pickens for a touchdown pass and leading to the Steelers outscoring the Ravens 14-0 in the fourth quarter. Uh, And they got a 17-10 win, which was just unbelievable. Like the the game never felt like the Steelers were going to win it. Uh, The touchdown was the first touchdown for the Steelers (laughs) offensively. And, uh, in basically like eight quarters. But as always, you know, it just these days with Pittsburgh and certainly in the past, as we all know, uh, it's all about their defense. Their defense makes things happen. In many ways, it's their best offense, especially as Kenny Pickett, uh, especially as Kenny Pickett, you know, finds his footing under him. Um, So, yeah, it's... uh, you know, it's just time and time again. And T.J. Watt is simply a beast for my money and many other people's money. He is almost easily the best defensive player in the league. Uh, he just, like his older brother, J.J., he makes game-changing plays. 
uh, the sacks at the exact right time, often fumble-inducing or leading to picks if he doesn't make them himself. Uh, he is just a beast, a force out there. And, uh, you know, J.J., as we all know, was like, I think, three-time NFL Defensive Player of the Year, who, again, would make game-changing plays, and his brother is clearly following in his footsteps. Uh, it's almost gotten down to a point where, you know, if it's close in the fourth quarter and they need a play, you just expect he's going to make it because he so often does. So, again, the, this rivalry, it just does not disappoint. Um, and the hard-hitting uh, that these two teams engage in is, again, in, like nothing else we see in the NFL. And it's just uh, fabulous theater to watch, to say the least. Uh, the Ravens, I'm sure, are in more disbelief than the Steelers, who won it. They're more dis in more disbelief that they lost it because they had a lot of drops yesterday. Uh, Lamar Jackson took had some bad plays mixed in there. Uh, he also, of course, mixes in some good plays. Uh, but they just simply uh, let this one get away. They just had two or three significant plays that looked like they were going to be easy touchdowns, and it didn't pan out for whatever reason. One, one time a receiver just fell down. Uh, one or two other times they were just drops. Uh, Joey Porter Jr., who's showing what he did at Penn State, made a big interception in the end zone. So it is, uh, you know, never a dull moment when these two meets. That's for sure. Um, on the other side of the spectrum, my low light of the week is the New England Patriots seemingly bottoming out at home, losing 34 to nothing in Gillette Stadium. Uh, frankly, a phrase I never thought I would utter. <laughs> After 20 years of uh, the, the dynasty and being there to watch it all as a season ticket member. And up here in Boston, uh, both Coach Bill Belichick and quarterback Mac Jones are under heavy, heavy fire. Uh, you know, it seems almost impossible to believe that, you know, there are people up here, uh, you know, calling for Belichick to be fired. They did an instant pull on a local television post-game uh, show where they asked what was the what was your immediate reaction uh, following the blowout loss. And it was like 70% at times. It was sort of moving up and down as people were registering their vote. But 70% or so at one point was to fire Belichick, which is just impossible to believe given the history. And uh, he's lauded as perhaps the greatest coach in NFL history and closing in on the all-time coaching wins record. Uh, Mac Jones is just, he just looks lost out there. Game started pretty much with a pick six, like it did in Dallas a week ago. I think they've been uh, outscored something like 66 to six uh, in the first halves of uh, 
you, you know, the last couple games or whatever, or last three games, it's just been uh, just you, you can't make this stuff up, to say the least. Um, there were boos in the stadium yesterday after some of the Mac Jones plays. Apparently, uh, talked to some people who were there, and the announcers refer- referenced it too, where the crowd was chanting at one point, let's go Celtics, who opened their preseason last night uh, in the evening uh, at 6 p.m. So this is just, uh, uh, again, classic. You, you just can't make this stuff up. Nobody saw this coming. The Patriots just, and there's no help on the way. Best player on the team, Matt Judon, the linebacker is out with injury. Uh, the spectacular-looking rookie cornerback, Christian Gonzalez, is out maybe for the year. So it doesn't look like any helps on the way. There's just not much going on on the offense. There's no real playmakers. Uh, so at the moment, they're, they're, they're bad and they're boring, and that's a, a lethal combination. So... Time to hunker down. They're off to Vegas uh, for this Sunday's matchup with the Raiders and Josh McDaniel, longtime and former OC offensive coordinator under Belichick. And, of course, Jimmy Garoppolo uh, is the quarterback, former Patriots. So that game, has, plus that crazy ending to last year's game out in Vegas, uh, the Chandler-Jones uh, touchdown after a failed lateral attempt um so that should be must see tv no doubt about it uh but in the meantime it's just going to be uh a week in new england like we haven't seen in the better part of 20 years if not much longer than that well, my bizarre story of the week is the what is now called, being called the meltdown in miami uh I happened to be watching live when the Miami Hurricanes at home were beating Georgia Tech, the Jackets, the Yellow Jackets, or the Jackets as they like to apparently call themselves. And the game was won. It was over. Miami had the ball. All they had to do was kneel down, game over. And I couldn't believe what I was seeing as they handed off the running back. Fought for extra yardage. He fumbled. They recovered and went basically 75 or so yards in, uh, in a couple of plays to win the game. And the receiver was wide open on the, on the play that uh, scored the winning points, winning touchdown. So it was just surreal. And then uh, watching, I was watching it on the ACC network, and it was just incredible. Uh, the announcers just couldn't even believe what they had just seen, like myself and like people in the stadium. Uh, apparently, Mario Cristobal, the coach of Miami, had uh, done a similar thing uh, when he was the coach at Oregon a few years ago, uh, meaning he didn't take a knee when he could have and won the game, put the game away. And very similar circumstances occurred. I think it was against Stanford. And certainly that film was making the rounds. Uh, So just really a crazy, crazy game uh, ending. Uh, Unlike most anything I've ever seen, I just couldn't believe what I was watching. Um, And just 
got to got to blame it on the coaching. There is just no other way to see it. Um, of course, we had the baseball playoffs over the weekend. I know last week's uh, on the show I talked about how the wild card round is typically so exciting, and uh, and it was anything but, as uh, every game was a two game sweep, and it was just. Uh, over and done with. There was no game threes. All four were four wild card games. Series were no were two game sweeps. So the drama was pretty much removed, and that was disappointing. And then uh, talk about disappointing. Clayton Kershaw got roughed up in the first inning uh, in the division series game that began on Saturday, and unlike anything we've ever seen from Kershaw. I think they uh, he gave up six runs in the first inning and was pulled, and uh, so that was just uh, unbelievable to see. And uh, so we're into the division series. Hopefully it turns out better than the wild card series were um, because, again, the wild card series, which uh, in the past have been so, so exciting. Um you know, you play one game and all of a sudden the next game is a elimination game for at least one of the teams. And uh, often they go to the ultimate elimination game, but didn't happen this year, which uh, again, after I was so excited last week for what I consider one of the best weeks of the year, it just did not turn out that way this year. But again, hopefully the division series and beyond will, uh, you know, We'll bring that excitement back to baseball because it was uh, wanting for the most part over the past week. So now let's take our break and we'll be joined next segment by our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Stedham, co-host of the popular weekly syndicated radio show, A.P. and Kelly, As We See It, heard around the Southeast and on Spotify and other platforms where they discuss the SEC college football, and many other sports as well, so don't go anywhere. Follow Voice America at Facebook.com forward slash Voice America for juicy updates from your favorite radio shows and podcasts. Planning for college? Tune in to Getting In, a college coach conversation for tips, techniques, and insider perspectives. Hosted by Bright Horizons College Coach, a team of former admissions and financial aid officers, the show takes a deep dive on subjects such as choosing the best essay topic, negotiating merit aid, and navigating the common app. Listeners will learn what really goes into college acceptance decisions from the experts who used to make them. New episodes drop Thursdays on the Voice America Variety Channel. Do you know that over 70% of Americans with severe disabilities are unemployed? Are you one of the 2.5 million Americans with epilepsy? If you are or know someone struggling with these issues, tune in to Disability Matters with Joyce Bender. On the show, Joyce will discuss these issues as well as others. She will have on nationally known guests that will offer helpful insight on disability matters and let you, the listener, call in with your questions and concerns. So if you struggle with a disability or know someone who does, listen to Disability Matters with Joyce Bender. Heard every Tuesday at 11 a.m. Pacific. Pacific time here on voiceamerica.com. 
As humans, we suffer when we believe we are not good enough. We are taught we must be better, look better, try harder, and achieve more. We cope with the stress and disappointment of life in ways that make us feel worse and keep us stuck in a cycle of unworthiness. We don't have to live this way. You don't have to live this way. Kirsten and her guests will share how self-acceptance and unconditional self-love can help you break this cycle and find freedom. Listen to Giraffe Tango Octopus, Freedom for Humans, with Kirsten Johansson, Wednesdays at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Variety Channel. Tune in to The Patricia Raskin Show on voiceamerica.com every Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time. This is the program that helps you turn obstacles into opportunities, challenges into solutions, and find answers to tough questions with the award-winning powerhouse voice of radio, Patricia Raskin. So tune in and call in to The Patricia Raskin Show, Mondays at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time, right here on the Voice America Variety Channel. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com You are listening to All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Become a part of today's show by calling 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Or by sending an email to IIR at Comcast.net. Now back to the show. Voice America listeners, welcome back to segment two of All Around Sports. And I am your host, John Inglesby. To join the show, the call in number is 1-866-472-5788. Or you can email me at IIR at Comcast.net. And it's that time of the show when our weekly call in expert, A.P. Stedham, co-host of the popular weekly syndicated radio show, AP and Kelly, As We See It, heard around the Southeast and on Spotify and other platforms, where they discuss the SEC, college football, and other sports as well. And AP, how you doing today? Hey, doing very well, John. Thank you for having me on the show. That's good. Well, thank you, as always, for joining us. And AP, it was another... Fascinating college football weekend, to say the least. Uh, And I talked in the first segment, AP, about the unbelievable ending to the Miami-Georgia Tech game. I happened to watch live uh, on the ACC network. And uh, AP, I don't know if I've ever seen anything quite like it, where all they had to do was kneel down and the game was over. Instead, they handed off to the running back who fought for more yardage fumbled the jackets recovered a couple plays later they go they win the game on a long pass uh they basically drove 70 yards or so on like two or three plays and that was that so mario cristobal was under heavy fire that's for sure the coach of miami john when you are have have, I, i don't even know the amount of people associated with your program, providing information, going over every scenario before the season, before the season starts and the rest of the game as well. And this was your decision in the heat of the moment when you're, all you have to do as a coach is, okay, what is the best way for my team on this play 
to win the game. Correct. It wasn't to hand the ball off to the middle of the line, I can assure you. He didn't have to go to the library. He didn't have to call his mentor. He didn't have to reach back in his mind about playing football when he's 10 years old or in high school or in college or all the games that he's coached and played in college. You take the, the victory, the victory formation. Exactly. Okay, they practice it. What, why, am I, why are we practicing the victory formation? And if we don't, why are we not practicing the victory formation? Why? We practiced to run the play into the middle of the line so there's a potential for a player or players to make a mistake. We know that even on the victory formation, I mean, I guess anything could happen, but the probability is almost, almost nil. Right. So if I'm the coach, I step to the podium, I made a, bit, I made a mistake. Correct, and you didn't I mean, get there at the I'm end. Not, of we, press not we recalibrated. We should have recalibrated. Not any of that. I, I don't even know what that means. I mean, aren't you in the in the moment? I mean, that's your responsibility. You're in the moment. You have people around you to to think, be thinking clearly. Right. Most programs have somebody who's doing only that, like calculating the seconds left and how many plays you have left, what down it is, and that's yeah. their purpose in life, shall we yeah. say. And somehow that just yeah, didn't translate. Yeah. Um, no, I mean, it's inexcusable. It's inexcusable. You let down everybody with the school. You let down your team. You let down the other coaches. You let down your family. You let down the Miami University uh, fans across the globe. I, I don't know how to explain it, John. I mean, it was that serious of a mistake. Yes, it's inexplicable. It just is. And then, of course, uh, they went back in the archives, and apparently he had done the exact same thing at Oregon against Stanford a few similar. years ago. Very similar, yeah, almost similar identical. Situation. Yeah, nearly identical, yeah, actually. So I, I, know, I, I mean, when he got home, his family had to be asking him, yeah, what happened? Right. <laughs> you can't make this stuff up, AP. I'm not going to even say yeah. Yeah, I'm not going to even say anything. I'm just going to ask you. I'm going to ask you because I'm not going to say a word. What happened? I know. I know. It was just, I, I just couldn't believe it. I, you know, I always kind of, as the, the night winds along and there's a lot of games going on, I have a nice thing on my com, on my television screen from Comcast that, you know, shows all the games that are being shown, what channel and what the score is right up to date to the second. And, uh, so I came across that AP. There was like three minutes left. It was a one-score game. And so I said, well, I'll check this out. And lo and behold, it's the smartest move I've made all weekend because I, again, saw something I never saw before yeah. and didn't think I would ever see. And there it was unfolding no. right in front of me live. Yeah. And, uh, <clears throat> and yeah, so it was just incredible. You can't make this stuff up. Um, and I can only imagine what's going on, uh, you know, down in Miami. Probably not a whole lot different than what's going on on up here no. in New England, um, with you know right. disgruntled fan base, to put it mildly. Yeah, we, yeah, we, yeah. We'll get to that story, but John, I, was, I yeah. would just say this, John. I've been watching football half a century or so, and I've seen all kind of scenarios at the end where a coaching decision 
has lost the game on how to let the time click off, what to do when we're maybe near the goal. I've seen like a safety at the end of the game to lose the game. I've seen that near the goal line. They ran ran a play where you're handing the ball off backfield. So I've seen all kinds of scenarios. One of Belichick's coaching tenants has always been, you, you know, that you you know let the other team screw up and take advantage of it if if and when it occurs, and uh, right. c- certainly that would have been applicable in the Miami situation where you know just let the other team make the make the mistake, and uh, right. But yeah, AP, it was yeah. just incredible. And, and John, let's give the credit now to Georgia to um, Georgia Tech. Absolutely, they moved seventy-five yards in a couple of plays. It was incredible, right? And you and you played till the end. You you caught, you know, you helped with that fumble and got and, and recovered the fumble and had to make the play. So it wasn't said and done. You know, there was still Correct. okay. We can recover, but they didn't. No, they had a long way to go. I mean, once it happened, I mean, uh, it yeah. was no gimme. And then they completed a no. long pass right off the bat on first down on a really nice play yeah. down the sidelines. And then I think there might've been another play in between. And then the next play, the guy was basically wide open for the touchdown, uh, which was incredible in and of itself. Yeah. The emotion on the Miami sidelines yeah. from the running back who fumbled additional players, they were crying. There's no other, right. obviously no other way to say it. Um, and yeah. Yeah. no, it was just yeah. quite a scene, quite a scene. And bottles were being thrown into the end zone when the Georgia Tech player scored the winning touchdown. That it was just crazy. It was just crazy. One of the wildest endings I've ever seen. Yeah. No, it, yeah. Yeah. probably right behind the Stanford band. <laughs> Although that's that, that occupies its own space and will never be equaled. But uh, this was kind of close to it. Yes. Yes. That- yeah, John, I, I, I feel badly for Mario because, Me too. my goodness, he beat Texas A&M and they were on the rise. They were bringing things back. And Miami's undefeated. I hate Let's to just state that. Yeah, me too. I have, Miami's always been an intriguing program, quite the history, of course. And, uh, yeah, it was just incredible to, uh, to see it happen. And, you know, they went to great lengths to bring in Mario Cristobal, a former player there, I believe. And, uh, you know, got him away from Oregon to come home to Miami. And uh, so, yeah, so to have this happen, it's going to stick around for a while. That's for sure. Yeah, so I, 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 now, now what he can do, okay, he's the head coach. It's all on him, in my opinion, whether he says that publicly or 100%. not. Or he said that publicly in the press conference. I didn't listen to the entire press conference. I heard him some snippets, but he has to revive his team now. Okay. All right. There was a huge mistake. One game. We've got a lot of football. We can beat some good teams. We can get back on the, the, the bright path. Yeah. How they recover from this will be the true, the true tale of what they're all about. Uh, but it's tough to recover from. I mean, it, it, again, they were undefeated. They were ranked, I believe 17th or thereabouts. Uh, and we're having a great year, you know, and they, they've been, climbing the mountain for a long time here in recent years to try to, you know, recapture that former glory of the hurricane program. And, 
it looked like they might be on their way, and then this happened. So we'll, we'll just see where it goes from here. But it's going to be fascinating to watch, to say the least. Yes, yes. Everybody will be watching their next game with great anticipation <laughs> and how he <laughs> no responds doubt. as a head coach and how he coaches moving forward and his team. Will they play aggressively and to win and, and not have that fear of losing? Exactly. No, it's, it's going to be must-see TV, no doubt about it. Uh, well, AP, hard to believe we've come to the end of our first segment together. So why don't we take our first break, and we still have a lot more to get to on the other side. So don't go anywhere. Voice America is on your favorite smart speaker. If you have Alexa or Google Home, go ahead and give us a try. Hey, Alexa, play Finding Your Frequency podcast on TuneIn. Today, our 40s sit firmly in midlife. We are starting to feel our place and have many productive years ahead. But now is the best time to plan for our future life. Listen for 45 Forward with host Ron Roel. From retirement to health and technology to caring for our parents, no topic is off the table. We don't have a roadmap to our actual future, but we can start to plan more effectively. Tune into 45 Forward, Mondays at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, noon Pacific Time, on the Voice America Variety Channel. Psych Up Live with host Dr. Suzanne Phillips offers a psychological perspective on coping with common and current life issues. This show addresses topics as varied as marital stress, insomnia, depression, raising teens, campus violence, and building self-resilience. Listen in as Dr. Phillips and her guest experts share the latest in books, findings, and information that will inform and enhance your life journey. Psych Up Live is heard every Thursday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on The Voice America Variety Channel. It's the edge of adventure this week on The Revolution with Jim and Trav. Chasing Monster Elk, pursuing the coveted North American Sheep Slam, outsmarting whitetails, and more. It's all things big game and must-have fall hunting gear. As we're joined by Steve West of Steve's Outdoor Adventures and Scott Newby with Yamaha Motorsports. The Revolution is presented by Outdoor Channel, Sportsman Channel, World Fishing Network, and My Outdoor TV. Saturdays at 9 a.m. Pacific, noon Eastern on the Voice America Variety Channel. Tune in every Friday to get your weekend kickoff early. Join the legendary G. Keith Alexander for What's Hot Harlem America. The flagship show of the new Harlem America Digital Network has something for everyone. From the latest in entertainment to empowerment, health and wellness, and more, we'll bring you a variety of fresh viewpoints, voices, and ideas. What's Hot Harlem America with G. Keith Alexander can be heard every Friday at 1 p.m. in New York and 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. listening to all around sports with your host john inglesby become a part of today's show by calling 1-866-472-5788 that's 1-866-472-5788 or by sending an email to iir at comcast.net now back to the show voice america listeners Welcome back to segment three of All Around Sports, and I'm your host, John Inglesby. To join the show, the call-in number is 1-866-472-5788. 
or you can email me at iir at comcast.net. And back on the line with us is our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Studham, co-host of the popular weekly syndicated radio show, A.P. and Kelly, As We See It, heard around the Southeast and on Spotify and other platforms as well, where they discuss the SEC, college football, and many other sports as well. And A.P., in the previous segment, we talked about uh, the Miami Georgia Tech unbelievable ending from Saturday night, but there was a slew of great games over the weekend and none more so for me. And I'm guessing for you too, than the Oklahoma, Texas game. I know for us, it's both on our bucket list, if not number one uh, on our bucket list and AP. And the reason it's on our bucket list is, you know, the game almost always delivers. uh, And it did again this week. Uh, Saturday, you know, it's at this Texas State Fair. They estimated there's, you know, 250,000 people on the grounds, as in a quarter million people. Uh, They have TVs all over with the game on. Of course, right on the fairgrounds property is the Cotton Bowl. And half of it's Oklahoma, half of it's Texas. And it's just a spectacle that you and I have both said we want to get there someday. And but AP, what I, we, I think what, what we both love about the game, I'll certainly speak for myself, is most years, not every year, it's just they're just up and down the field and no lead seems safe. And then Dylan Gabriel, formerly of UCF, University of Central Florida, suffered the horrible broken leg a couple years ago, uh, drove Oklahoma down the field in a, in a game for the ages, a drive for the ages, I should say, and uh, just spectacular theater. Yeah, John, it's always a, a fabulous weekend. As you mentioned, the State Fair, the old Cotton Bowl. Old Cotton Bowl, good point. Has the has the, the crimson color. The other 50% is the burnt orange. There's, there's a definite delineation in the stadium. Oh, yeah. When you take a photo, it's you can tell the, the the varying colors on each side, and the game last year forty nine zip, forty nine. Right, zip. last year was not a good year for drama. No, but no. So they made year, up for it this year. Uh, Oklahoma quarterback is healthy, playing tremendous. Left hander from Hawaii via Central yep. Florida, I believe. Yeah. Was going to be uh, attending UCLA until. Their quarterback decided to stay during was it Dorian Robinson? I guess it is. I think so. Yes. And he moved down to Oklahoma, so that was Oklahoma's luck, and he didn't have a chance to be himself last year. But he's in full force. He's in full force right now, and if they win out, and you know he'll be in that Heisman discussion because we no know doubt. that uh, Oklahoma has how many Heisman winners? Six, seven, something. Along exactly. those lines, they're one of the top teams besides USC. And a bunch of quarterbacks Day. in recent years, obviously. Yeah. Yeah, so he, he was sensational, especially that last drive. And how about 113 yards rushing, John, along with the 200-plus yards passing? Oh, I know. It was magical. Magical stuff. Um, and he was so emotional after the game. And, uh, no, it was just great to see. And again, his backstory with that, I happened to be watching live when he hurt his leg, uh, a couple years ago at, uh, UCF, a team I follow very closely. 
and uh and yeah he just uh for him to bounce back and end up you know with that drive and now ap looking ahead they don't play apparently a ranked team and in fact i saw a graphic where on espn where they are favored by like 90% chance plus 90% plus chance to win each of their remaining games. Right. Uh, so right. suddenly they're poised potentially so, for the, you know, college football playoff. Yes. Yes. And maybe the rematch with Texas and let's see, you know, Texas, they, they always, they're trying to get back, but when oh, they are them on the road. It's your, it's your, it's your year to win that big 12. And win that title and get in the playoffs. When you beat Alabama on the road, correct. A team and Alabama is a team right now that's playing very well, not spectacular on offense, but very, but playing good enough. And defensively, they're strong. And Texas put 34 on them. In Tuscaloosa, you can't be having any slip-ups. You must get to that title game against Oklahoma, if Oklahoma's the team or whatever team is uh, has one out at the end and qualifies for that berth in the championship game, you must get to that point and win that game if you're, in, if you're Texas, in my mind. Absolutely, AP. Many people have said the Texas win over Alabama and Tuscaloosa was the number one signature win of the year of any college team. And, uh, and I wouldn't disagree with that either. Uh, but uh, until, you know, and, and Texas, to their credit, went down and, you know, they took the lead, you know, at the end. And it yes, was it Dylan Gra- Gabriel who, you know, who's, who took them down the field on the uh, what will now forever be famous, certainly out in Oklahoma, uh, to win the game. So Texas, you know, played well. They did. And both teams up and down the field. It, what yeah, I love yeah, about Texas, this game. Yeah, go ahead. No, to say that Quinn Ewers, he threw a couple of interceptions, did he not? And fumbled? I believe he did, yes. yes. So he, had, he had some turnovers in there, so they didn't play their best, and they were still in the lead. Had a chance to pre- preserve the victory with the defense. Exactly. Yes, it was right there for them. I mean, they just had to stop Oklahoma, and they couldn't do it. And uh, Gabriel just seemed like a man on a mission. And... uh so, yeah, no, it was great. And what I love about this game most years is it almost seems like it's being played in fast motion. Like it's always wide open offense, yeah. it feels like. And, yeah. you know, and again, it's just uh, up and down the field. And what I like the most of all, no lead ever seems safe in this game because there's been so many, you know, double digit comebacks over the years. Uh, it's just a fabulous sports event. Uh, just really iconic. Truly iconic, Americana. Right. Oh, yeah. It's a, yeah, it's a great ball game. You know, it's that usually that first Saturday in October. A lot of times the World Series was happening. Yeah, Columbus Day. Ago, but we you know that's not the case. But that was always the the confluence of those two major events. Absolutely, Columbus Day weekend. Uh, always, you know, out of just a little sizzle, kind of a holiday weekend for many, and so that was just great. So. Yeah, it was really just, uh, it really delivered. I, I was, you know, and then college game day there in the morning with, you know, all the backdroppings of the fair. And they did say something, AP, that I didn't realize. I'm not surprised, but I just didn't know it for a fact, which is simply that 
there's just massive screens all over the fairgrounds showing the game, which of course makes perfect sense. Everybody smart. at the fair is yeah, pretty pretty interested in the game, even if they're not inside. And AP, I was in Very smart. the Super Yeah, yeah, in the Super Bowl in two thousand eleven, I think it was, Steelers uh Steelers Packers. I was out covering that Super Bowl. So I went to an event at the fairgrounds and saw the saw the old cotton bowl and you know was just able to imagine what it would be like visualize what it would be like to for to texas oklahoma game weekend and uh that just made me wanted to go more it's a really cool place to put it mildly yeah oh yeah i, I hope to go to that game at some point but we, we will get there AP. ending to their yeah to the ride in the big 12 yeah i think we would john you're right Oh, yeah. A couple of years ago, if I remember correctly, you and I both had like flight and hotel reservations, you know, in place. And for whatever reason, couldn't make it. Yes. Uh, but, you, you know, yes. these things happen, of course. But, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll get out there. I have no doubts one of these days and uh, and it'll be fun. Uh, well, AP, we've come to the end of our second segment together. So why don't we take our final break and still have a few more intriguing college games from over the weekend to discuss, so don't go anywhere. A little birdie told me Voice America is on Twitter. Follow us at Voice America TRN. Millions of people do not have children. Around the world, becoming a parent may be an unrealized dream and increasingly a deliberate choice. Yet our experiences remain largely unacknowledged across cultures, families, and friendships. Unconscious bias in public and workplace policy, media narratives, and educational content often renders us invisible. New Legacy Radio reveals these missing stories through the perspectives of our community and allies as we work to achieve meaningful change that recognizes our true and diverse experiences. New Legacy Radio, Tuesdays at 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. All who live face a time of passing. Is death the end or will souls enter an afterlife? Have you ever wondered about historical figures and what they would say if they were alive today? Psychics and authors Barry and Connie Strom will use their gift of spirit communication to answer questions and channel spirits concerning the hereafter. Tune in to Spirit Speak, exploring the afterlife with Barry and Connie Strom at 9 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Planning for college? Tune in to Getting In, a college coach conversation for tips, techniques, and insider perspectives. Hosted by Bright Horizons College Coach, a team of former admissions and financial aid officers, the show takes a deep dive on subjects such as choosing the best essay topic, negotiating merit aid, and navigating the common app. Listeners will learn what really goes into college acceptance decisions from the experts who used to make them. New episodes drop Thursdays on the Voice America Variety Channel. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. You are listening to All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. 
Become a part of today's show by calling 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Or by sending an email to IIR at Comcast.net. Now back to the show. Voice America listeners, welcome back to the fourth and final segment of All Around Sports. I am your host, John Inglesby, and back on the line with us is our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Stedham, co-host of the popular weekly syndicated radio show, A.P. and Kelly, As We See It, heard around the Southeast and on Spotify and other platforms as well, where they discuss the SEC, college football, and many other sports as well. Before we get started, my pick of the week for appointment viewing is the baseball playoffs, uh, they're on again tonight after what, what I said at the beginning of the show, a bit of a disappointment that the wild card round were all over in two games. None of them went three, but uh, hopefully uh, we'll get some drama starting with the uh, division series matchups. But AP, speaking of drama, college football delivered some drama again. Uh, I'm just going to throw out the games that caught my attention and let you figure out which one you'd like to, to jump on. But USC, it took them three overtimes, but they got by Arizona, who had jumped out to a 17-point lead. Georgia was back to being Georgia, beating Kentucky. Alabama, tough game with Texas A&M, but they did prevail. And then the upset of the weekend, really, it was Louisville's domination of Notre Dame. And uh, in, in a way, it was a good thing because that's what caused me to turn over to the end of that Miami-Georgia Tech game <laughs> because Louisville had put that game away. Mm-hmm. But I don't know what caught your eye, but yeah. those were all compelling-type games, oh. no doubt about it. Oh, yeah. I would say uh, Arizona-USC, surprise. Yep, Louisville, very much so. Um, I mean, Notre Dame-Louisville, surprise. Uh, uh, Alabama-Texas A&M, surprise. And... Kentucky, Georgia, surprise, four surprises in my mind, because let's take Georgia and Kentucky, Kentucky and Georgia. We thought that a good rushing team like Kentucky would give Georgia a challenge because they can keep that high-powered offense on the sideline. Didn't happen, shut them down, and then they put 51 points on them. Carson Beck has been playing terrific all season long. Yes. Very capable passer, stands tall in that pocket with poise and presence. And hits the receivers. Of course, he has the best tight end in the universe. I think Mm -hmm. Brock Bowers anywhere on the collegiate level. And then you have USC 17 nothing down in Los Angeles. I'm wondering what that crowd was like at the Los Angeles Memorial Coliseum on a Saturday night. Uh, The Arizona quarterback he had a a fabulous ball game. He couldn't win it at the end. Uh, um, They went to the overtime, two or three overtimes, whatever it was. And then Notre Dame with, with Sam, you know, Big Sam at quarterback. Yeah. And uh, you're thinking that that was the key for them because if you have a good quarterback, you just need receivers to catch the ball. But they couldn't generate but just 20 points, and Louisville put 33 on that defense. And normally Notre Dame plays solid defense, usually. Usually. Uh, and then Alabama uh, was playing a Texas A&M team with under the uh, offensive uh, wizardry of Bobby Petrino was scoring yep. 30 points a game even when they lost to Miami and they shut them down to 20 points at home and Alabama's offense, they couldn't run the ball and then they were sacked six times, another big number, offensive yep. line and not blocking sufficiently for those running backs to um, put up any big numbers. 
But 300-plus yards from Jalen Milrow, we know he can throw the long ball. He was good on the intermediate passes as well. We realize that probably he's going to throw an interception at least every game, once, once every game at least minimum. So Alabama has the defense. You know, with the kicking game, Will Reichard has made every field goal, every extra point. So that's solid for them. And uh, A&M had their chances, but they just couldn't put enough points on the board, make enough plays, and they couldn't uh, stop that passing game of Alabama. Who, who, would, who would think that that would be the, the, the issue? You couldn't stop Jalen Milrow from having success as a passer. Correct. Correct. Yeah, he, he's emerged as, you know, uh, the apparent quarterback now for Alabama. Uh, but AP, the one that caught my eye was, you know, because I watched a fair amount of the fourth quarter of that Louisville-Notre Dame game, and Louisville was just dominant. I mean, their defense was just all over Sam Hartman, and uh, and they just, you know, were so impressive, to put it mildly. And, uh, yeah, Notre Dame, you know, after a really fast start, is, you know, they just got squeezed by Duke. The week previous and uh so yeah so they're starting to encounter some problems uh but no it was all about louisville they just really came to play that night to put it mildly yeah yeah that was a louisville story you're right john six and oh now six and oh. there's nothing right. like Undefeated. winning john to give you confidence i mean football players they need confidence no like doubt about sport. it and they have it they do they do. Uh, you know, I, I didn't realize they were just simply that good of a team, but they were just uh, laying in wait. The crowd was really into it. And, uh, and yeah, I mean, they, they, it's probably the biggest victory they've had there since the days of Lamar Jackson. And, uh, you, you know, and Louisville has certainly probably produced so. some good players over the years. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah Louisville, Louisville's had some in the last 30 years. Uh, let's say 30, 30 plus. They've beaten Alabama in a bowl game. They've beaten Florida State. They've beaten Notre Dame. Those are some, those are big names in college football. Big names. No, they've definitely had some signature wins. No doubt about it. And, uh, you know, the USC game, I couldn't believe it when I tuned into that around 11 p.m. or whenever, as soon as that Georgia Tech game was over. And Arizona was up on top. And so, all credit to USC because they fought that game uphill the entire night uh, into the third overtime when they finally prevailed. But Arizona was game, and they looked great and gave USC truly all they could handle. Uh, but that was an exciting game, too, and went deep, deep into the morning here in the East Coast. Yeah. It, it was. It sure was, John. I had a chance to watch maybe that last hour or so. I was hustling back to the house. Mm-hmm. And trying because I was listening to the game on the radio, and I said I need to get there and turn that on right away. And I did, and I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. And you know, Caleb Williams, he he can make some plays when it counts. Yes, and he can. And the quarterback did as well. Uh, yes, he can. Was, uh, so both of those quarterbacks, they were tough in that game. It's really competitive. Defense is not so much, but right. Right? No, Caleb Williams is showing himself to be special. I mean, there's a reason he won the Heisman last year, and there's a reason why he's clearly the leading candidate this year. And, yeah, he just, you know, didn't panic, stuck with it. He's mobile. Uh, you know, he, he, he's a big-time player. And, uh, 
Yeah, it, it was just uh, I, I, I have to tell you this one, AP, after the Patriots got blown out 34 nothing, the postgame show, they were doing a poll and asking what was the immediate reaction to Patriots fans following the blowout loss. Yeah. They lost 34 nothing, and there were three choices or were the top three answers were 70 percent at times during this poll, fire Pelichick. Uh, 30 or another 25 or so percent, you know, replace Mac Jones. But the final eight or 10 percent was tank for Caleb Williams. Caleb Williams, right? Yeah. So those were the. Yeah, one comment. I mean, about the Patriots. We know that Mac Jones, I mean, I've seen him deliver time and time again when he was at Alabama. You've seen him do that with the Patriots, actually. I would say check check the receivers. Do they have people that are, would you say, above average in the league? And if you don't have above average receivers, I think it's very difficult. As we see with you know Bryce Young at Carolina, uh, it, it's it, it's quite a challenge to win ball games when the defense is so tight and the windows are so small and every every pass is magnified because you're having trouble trouble completing passes even. A team like the New York Jets, you know, they brought in the number one wide receiver, Ohio State. We had a good rookie season, rookie of the year, I think it was, and some other people. If you don't have above-average quarterback, above-average receivers, then you're probably an average or below-average football team. That's it. AP, you, I wanted to get your perspective on it because it is uh, going to be a rough week up here, no doubt about it. It was a rough day yesterday. Yeah. and uh, Absolutely. And. No doubt about it. So it's going to be fascinating to watch as they head out to Vegas uh, for this Sunday's game against uh, Josh McDaniel and the Raiders. And uh, But I did want to get your take on it uh, from down south, knowing your history with Mac Jones and Alabama, of course. But AP, hard to believe we've mm-hmm. come to the end of the show already. And, uh, you know, I, I just want to thank you, as always, for calling in with your terrific perspective. Well, thank you, John. It's my pleasure. Appreciate it. And thank you again, AP. And thank all, thank you all for listening. And as always, we look forward to doing it all again next Monday at noon Eastern time. Thanks again for tuning into All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Be sure to tune in again next Monday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, 12 noon Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have a terrific weekend, and we'll talk sports again next week.